Hello, my name's Natasha Nabanunga Bamblet. I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Kurnai, Walpri, and Awadri woman. And before we get started on She's on the Money podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land of which this podcast is recorded on Awadri country, acknowledging the elders, the ancestors, and the next generation coming through. As this podcast is about connecting, empowering, knowledge sharing, and the storytelling of you to make a difference for today and lasting impact for tomorrow. Let's get into it. She's on the money. She's on the money. Hello and welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another Shop Back Money Diary Monday, where we chat to a community member about them, their story, their life, their money, and all of the fun bits in between. Victoria, it's not your favourite time of week, is it? I mean, it, it definitely is. My favourite episode of the week. Would you like to hear about this week's diarist? I would love to. Tell me. All right, our diarist says, Hello, She's on the Money. I moved to Australia six years ago as an international student, got my permanent residency after two years, and I am now a citizen. I'm also very busy, soon-to-be mother of my first child. Oh, cute. And I run two small businesses and drive for Uber. What I've a been- hustler. I've been a driver partner for three years, using it when I want to save up for something. Uber has really helped me on my journey to become a small business owner, travel the world, put a deposit on my home, and all before the age of 30. What? I know. I'd love to share my story of hard work and side hustling with the community. Oh my gosh, I love this. Money Diarist, welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to have a chat with you as well. A mum-to-be, a small business owner, an Uber driver. Like, what can't she do? I love this. (laughs) Let's start off in the way we always start the show, and that is with our structured questions so that we all get up to speed on where you're at. Money Doris, let's jump straight into the first one. And that question is, can you tell us a little bit about your money story? Sure. So I love money. And I want to make a lot of it. You and me both. Yeah, everyone loves money. Who doesn't, right? And there's nothing called too much money at all. So, yeah. And money is something that kind of makes me really happy. It gives me a sense of security and just makes me feel happy and gives me a stability in life. There's a saying that a lot of people say that money doesn't give, it doesn't make you happy or doesn't give you happiness, which I strongly disagree because <laughs> money does make you happy, gives you a stability and gives you, uh, you know, an opportunity to lead a life that's less stressful. And especially with our generation, uh, the millennials, we face a lot of mental health issues. And I don't say that money will heal all your mental health issues. But yes, not having money, not having enough savings does increase your stress and, you know, just make things in day to day life a little bit more difficult. Totally. So, and I strongly believe in having multiple streams of income. So if something fails, I always have, you know, another business or another incoming cash flow into my bank account that I can always fall back on. Oh my gosh. I wish more people were like you that just go straight out. No, I love money. Want more of it. That's <laughs> so sick. Because people are always like, yeah, I guess money's like important, but not that important. And you're just straight out like, no, money's the best. I need more. <laughs> 100%. Have you always been like that? Is money something that growing up your family spoke a lot about or is it something that 
you've just discovered that yourself. I think I've always been like that since I was a child because of the kind of home that I uh, you know I was brought up in. I was from a upper middle class family like my dad had a business, a small business and my mom was a homemaker. So we always we grew up with a mentality that there are certain things that we don't do, you know what I mean? Or oh, that's for the rich people, you know? You don't go on holidays to Greece because that's not for us. You yeah. probably go to a cheaper place or something that's less affordable. And I always thought that thought didn't sit right with me and I thought why not? We you know we are, we are we are given one life. And I read somewhere that had really stuck with me for a long time that if you are born poor, it's not your fault, but if you die poor that's your fault because we've been given this life you know there's so many opportunities to make money and to fulfill the desires that you want to right so i always didn't like the idea of restricting myself to what i can do and what i cannot so that's why i was like i want to make a lot of money and want to be able to do everything that i want to do in one life so why should i restrict myself to maybe just one job or you know one career so and you yeah. sound so motivated to do it as well <laughs> like i am loving this energy so money Doris, tell us what do you do for work all of your works and how much money do you earn of course so i run two small businesses so one is a marketing firm it's more like a telemarketing so i help uh, small businesses grow their sales so pretty much like telecalling cold calling you know introducing their businesses to uh, a lot of other customers and pretty much helping them increase their sales monthly sales yeah, so wow. that's one part of my business and this has come from my experience in sales so since the time i graduated i've always been working in sales i've been in media sales it sales so yeah it's just the experience that i gathered there so i thought i should make put it into your a better own. use yeah and make something of my own so that's my uh, marketing business and then I have an e-commerce business which is completely vegan products cruelty free so I have my own online setup so yeah, and I ship products throughout Australia so I've got like magnetic eyelashes eyebrow stamps like exfoliating gloves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like this oh, like huge a beauty, a beauty company. Oh my a gosh, company, how yeah. cool! They're yeah. so different from one another. I know. Yeah, there's two different things, and the best part about this is I can manage both of this together because my marketing job is like a typical, you know, nine to five job. Yeah. Where because I can't reach out to more customers after five p.m., which of is course. like you know the working hours. And my e-commerce business, I work in the evenings. So they fit together really nicely. They Where does Uber really come nicely. into that then, my friend? That's after that. So <laughs> Uber is <laughs> Uber is for the weekends and uh, even evening after my work. When I finish up my work, I when I have time, when I feel that I have nothing to do at home. I just take my car and drive around the city and make like really good money. So Uber's been a very important part of my financial journey. And whenever I was struggling with my finances or because my both my companies are completely bootstrapped. So I didn't get take any investments from outside. It was all, you know, my own savings. And all this money for my investment uh, in my business, uh, for both the businesses, came out from Uber. Wow, wow so, really? Yeah, yes. That's cool. I know that obviously being in e-com and marketing and Uber and stuff, it's all quite variable. Can you put like an approximate number on yeah, how, how much, much you earn? money do you make? Yeah. So I make somewhere around, say, 7000 to... 
10 to 11,000. It depends each month. But yeah, it, it falls under this window. Wow. Oh my that's God. Grand. I mean, oh you're working gosh. very hard for that money, clearly, but that's awesome. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a queen. I'm making more than what I used to make in my job, so I'm really That's happy. a win. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. And it's worth the hard work, so. Absolutely. All right, well, tell us. I feel like you are so motivated. I want to know, what is your big money goal? So my big money goal is that I don't want to be, I don't want to live in a million dollar house or anything like that. I want a life where I should be able to travel wherever I want to. And my business is not location specific and it allows me to work from anywhere I can. So yeah, that's pretty much my plan. And I want to sleep and then make money. You know what I mean? I want the money. I want my businesses to make money for me, even when I don't have to work nine to five. You know what I mean? So that's my whole idea. So I want to hustle for the next few years, maybe another three years or four years and set up my company, have a good team where I can just back up, you know, I can just, I can just be traveling around the world, doing some meetings over the phone or wherever I am, as long as there's a good internet connection and my business is still making money for me. At oh the my back. gosh. So. I love this. You are literally living our dream. <laughs> Jess and I just got back recently from a holiday mm-hmm. that we went on together because we're obsessed with Besties. each other. <laughs> Besties and work pals. But we were sitting by a pool going, this is a life. Like imagine if we had a life where we could work from beside the pool and that is the dream you are creating for yourself. So like bestie, I get it. I'm envious. That Mm -hmm. is an epic money goal. Next question, working towards that money goal. Do you have any investments? If so, what are they? Of course. So I invest in crypto. Mm -hmm. So I've invested a good amount in some of the coins like bitcoins ethereum and a lot of few others because i think crypto is going to be the next big thing mm-hmm. imagine if i invested whatever amount like 10 years before and now we know the value of crypto like bitcoins like gone up so crazy so yeah we'd have been millionaires if we invested at the right time so True. hindsight's always 2020 though i feel i look at the share market all the time and think the exact same thing <laughs> i look at property and think the same yeah. thing like where yeah, i'm yeah. from property is like so expensive nowadays but growing up i was like oh i could afford 300k for a house like yeah. that's reasonable <laughs> one day like that's pretty big and now i'm like Ooh, $1.5 million. I think not, sir. We are (laughs) not going to be doing that in my hometown. So I feel like when we look at investments, hindsight is always 2020. It doesn't matter what the asset class is. If you're in it long enough, there is always going to be some kind of payoff, right? Of course, of course. And I think any time to get started is the right time. So it's never too late to start investments. Too true. I have a more pervy question. You said, obviously, you've got a pretty good salary and you're investing. How much do you invest regularly? So I wait for the right time to buy. For example, now uh, the crypto is down. It's a bear market. Uh, So, you know, the currencies have gone down, like the cryptocurrencies has gone down. So I probably buy during this time. So I would probably just have my savings. And when I see the coin has gone down and it's not going to go down further, if I see the price chart going up, that's when I, I just I just buy. I invest in bulk, probably 10 to 12 grand or 
or whatever budget, uh, you know, I have for that period of time. Yeah, cool. So I love yeah. asking that question because there are some people like me who automates my investment and just happens, set amount every single month. Like I don't even look at it. It just happens. And then people like you who are really onto the market and what's going on and when to buy and you kind of like stockpile it and then buy in bulk. And it's just so interesting learning how people manage their own investment journeys because it's literally different for every single person. Next question, my friend. Do you have any debt? If so, what is it? I do have a debt and I think it's a good debt. So I have a property that I live in, my my, my first home. That is not bad debt. Yeah, yeah. It's a good debt and I would love to have more such debts. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of debt that we like at She's on the Money is the kind that helps us create wealth, which is what it looks like you are doing. Tell us about that property though. Like what did you pay for it and how much is on your mortgage right now? Sure. So I bought this, I think it's about a year and a half now that I've been living here. And I bought this for about 500k. It's a small apartment, two bedroom, and I think it's efficient for me. Perfect. So uh, now, so yeah. And I paid a deposit on this for, I paid 20% deposit. Oh, like the full 20%. A full twenty percent, yeah. Good because job. I didn't want to play. I didn't want to pay LMI, you know, the yeah. lender mortgage insurance. And I was like, oh, that's such a waste of money. So it's better that you know, I extend, I push myself, save more money, and uh, so that it can go towards my deposit. I love and, that. Um, what a queen! Yeah. Get it. And that's when Uber came into picture and helped me a lot because uh, I used to work uh, when I was, you know wanting to you know purchase my property because I want I didn't want to quit my job before purchasing a property yeah because that's when I'll get my bank loan so I was still doing my job and in the evenings I used to drive Uber and Uber helped me a lot uh you know with securing my deposit how cool I love that all right next question is about shopping my friend do you use ShopAc? not really I've heard about it but I have I haven't used it yet that is fair. I feel like it's a good time to recommend that to you because I feel like you're pretty money savvy. So that wouldn't be a bad idea to check it out. Of Next course. question. What is your best money habit? I think my best money habit would be that I don't, uh, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I, I think I don't spend much on unwanted things. Like I'm very clear about what I want to spend on, which is my business, my travel and my family. So I don't believe in having expensive clothes. I don't go behind brands or, you know, I don't want to buy expensive furniture or anything that has a value that will depreciate over time. Instead, I I love investing my money in something that because money is what, you know, helps you make that money more, like grow money pretty much. So I think that's my good money habit that I don't spend much so that I, is a good money habit. I like that you said, I don't know if this is the right response. There's no such thing. There's no right or wrong when it comes to money. And I feel like that's a good one. I need to learn to be a little bit more like you. <laughs> uh, recently, I've been a bit naughty, so I do need to rein it in. I've got some pretty bad money habits. But speaking of pretty bad money habits, what are yours? What is your worst money habit? I think sometimes I'm really impulsive when it comes to traveling and I end up spending too much. So if I have to give you an example, because I'm, I'm pregnant now and I won't be able to travel, obviously, as much as I used to travel, uh, you know, before. So I went for a trip to Bali and straight after that, I went to Fiji and then I went to Auckland. Oh and I did gosh. all this last minute without any plans. And that's how I am. When it comes to traveling, I don't know, my mind just paralyzes and I, I don't mind spending. I'm like, it's OK. I've 
you know, I don't spend much on any other things. And traveling is something that I love. And I, and that I'm just trying to console myself so that I don't feel much guilty about spending. So yeah, I think that's one of my bad habits that I'm a very impulsive uh, spender when it comes to traveling. I think I like that though. Like I know that that sounds like you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I was better at it. But it really sounds like you're good at spending your money in line with your values. Like you're not going, oh my gosh, like I've got this value of traveling, but I impulsively go shopping every single weekend. And like, it just sounds like your money's being spent in line with your values. So yeah, you probably could do a little bit more planning, but I get it. And I really like it. It's so (laughs) cool. All right. Last question before we go to a really quick break. What grade would you give yourself if we forced you to give yourself a money grade? I think I'm pretty good with managing my money, like I said, because I don't spend much and I just spend where it's required. So I think probably I'll give myself an eight. And But there's always scope for improvement in everything. So what do you think it would take to get to a 10? Stopping my impulsive spending, I think. And I think investing more in better places probably would be the thing yeah very cool all right we're gonna go to a really quick break and on the other side i want to know how you manage all of this i've got so many work-life balance questions see you on the other side All right, we are back, Money Diarist. You are very impressive. You have two small businesses. You have a baby on the way, which is really exciting. And you still manage to have another side hustle with Uber. Can you tell us a little bit about how you manage it all? Because it sounds like you don't have a free minute to yourself right now. Actually not. I do manage to spend a lot of time for myself and, you know, doing things that I really love. So to be honest, when I used to do a job, my nine to five typical IT job, I think I was finding things to be really difficult. I would probably get really tired after four hours of work and I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to go home and things like that. But now when I know it's my own, like both my businesses are like my babies. I get that. I get that through and through. (laughs) So I never whinge about them. Like I'm really happy with whatever I'm doing. So it doesn't give me stress at all. And I'm enjoying doing that. And the best part is my husband works from home as well. So we both work from home. So it's nice. We have lunches together. We cook breakfast together. I do spend a lot of quality time with him as well while I'm working. So oh, yeah, I, I really that. don't feel that it's too much. I'm, I'm super comfortable doing the things that I'm doing right now. I feel like that's a really special way to be and something that I wasn't expecting you to say. Mm. Like as a business owner, I feel like I, and I hate this word, I really don't like the word busy because I feel like busy is a choice. Like you can't just keep saying like, oh my God, I'm so busy. Like usually just fluffing around or procrastinating, like Jess is looking at me like, yeah, that's all you do, Victoria. (laughs) But it's one of those things where I just don't feel like I have any free time. How are you managing to fit Uber into all of this as well? Is that something that you're like really regimented about and you're like, okay, from this time to this time, every single week I do this? Or do you just go, oh, I'm pretty awake. I probably could go do some driving right now. Like how does that fit in? How does that work? So I don't have a particular time as such for Uber. So I basically, um, I think there's with Uber, right, the smart way of making money is, and this is just from my own experience, people might have different experiences on this one. Of course. So basically, I go and work the hours which are like super busy. For example, Friday evenings, if I have nothing to do, and I know Friday evenings are like super busy in the city areas. So that's when I will spend my time because I don't want to be, you know, 
driving around and making less amount of money. So whenever there is a surge, because on the Uber app, you can see wherever there's a surge and it tells you where the busy area is. Oh, I just thought that was like automatic and then the drivers didn't know. So are you saying you make more money if there is a surge directly? 100%. Yes, oh, yes. money win. I thought it was Uber <laughs> making more money, not the drivers. I love the that for you. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. X2, X3. So it tells you, like, depending on how busy it is, you make more money. So I drive around those areas so that I can make most of my time and I don't have to drive many hours, you know. Working smarter, not harder. I like it. I want to know, actually, because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I have ever had an uber driver who is a female and i have i have but it's really rare yeah what has your experience been like as a woman because i know i think as a female generally we're a little bit more safety conscious yeah for sure you know you're like we get taught as kids stranger danger and now you're like i'm gonna pick up a random person in my car after this chat though like i want to go in your uber i think we would have a really fun time (laughs) yeah you'd pass me the ox for sure but like (laughs) what has that been like for you as a woman like has it been a positive experience i mean you're doing it now so i'm gonna assume so but just how have you found it all it's always been a positive experience for me like you just said whenever I have a customer on board like on a passenger the first thing they tell me is that oh you're the first female Uber driver I've I've ever seen and I'm like yeah I know I get that a lot oh my gosh that's funny So there's not a lot of female drivers. And I think the passengers that I've had are really respectful and they appreciate that I'm working for Uber and I'm brave and all of that. So I've never had any bad customers or any bad experience as such. And I've even driven on Friday nights, picked up drunk people, but they were always nice. I think I've just been lucky. And Uber also has this new feature coming up now where you, like a female driver would pick up a female passenger Oh, so really? Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so girls who want to drive Uber and are just concerned about safety, you know, this one is like the best thing for them. Oh, that's really clever. Has anyone ever thrown up in your car just out of curiosity? <laughs> no, no, she was talking about no. drunk people. <laughs> oh, yuck. What would happen? Well, you, I mean, I've never done it, but I've heard that you You've pay... You've never vomited in a... In, never oh, in an good Uber. Good work, Jess. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I've heard that they pay like a fee or something to cover the cost of cleaning. But... I think they do, yes, because I I had a friend. He had that experience. Oh, no. Where, where oh. I think there were two girls and one of them puked in the car or something. Oh. And, oh, yeah. No, There's a cleaning charge you. that Uber pays you. Oh, good. Uh, pays the driver so that good, you good, can... Good, good, good. That would be the thing that would give me the most anxiety. Like, <laughs> especially as a passenger as well. And yeah. you're the same as me like both Jess and I pride ourselves on our uber ratings Jess is a five star and I'm like a 4.8 and I'm salty about being a 4.8 because I'm like (laughs) which one of you drivers rated me less than a five yeah because I am perfect in the car I'm nice I get in I always make sure I haven't left anything I'm respectful yeah who gave me less than a five Jessica Ricci I don't know actually while we're talking about that I'm just getting so sidetracked right now I have always wondered, as an Uber driver, what do you want from a passenger? Because it's such an interesting transaction when you think about, I guess, like the rating system and stuff. And I always get quite nervous when I get into an Uber because sometimes I'm like, I'm just not in the mood to talk. Like, I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, like, I'm getting an Uber because yeah. I'm exhausted. I had a long flight or I did something and I don't want to talk. But I don't want to make my driver uncomfortable or seem rude. And so sometimes I'll be like, all right, buck up, make the conversation, be nice, be friendly. Like, Do you guys care or are you just like, as long as you're not mean, it doesn't matter? (laughs) 
think as long as the customer is not mean, it really doesn't matter. Ah. And I think it goes the other way around as well. Oh, so sometimes sure. when the driver is super exhausted yeah. and you have a customer who's like super chatty and just goes like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, okay, I mean, you have to be nice to the customer. <laughs> of course, you know? of course. So, Comfortable silence is nice for everyone, I feel. (laughs) I think the thing I like, because I learned a little while ago that obviously the ratings are really important Mm. and, you know, if you rate too little, like, you can't ride in Uber. Like, Mm. I know someone who's literally been kicked off the app. That's all on them, though. But the vice versa happens, right? Like, Money Diarist, you have to be a good driver and respectful and kind because if you don't get good ratings, like... Uber might be like, we don't want you as a driver, right? True, 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 of course. And they take those things really seriously. Like if a customer, you know, had a negative experience and they go complain about, you know, you not being nice to them or whatever, they do investigate and might, you know, get your account deactivated. So, Which I really like. Like that makes me feel like when I get in an mm. Uber, I'm getting a consistent, nice experience. I know that the person is safe and kind and, you know, has done all the things that they are meant to do as an Uber driver because Jess and I, oh. <laughs> Jess and I were recently overseas. Like I'm going to keep dragging this out, guys. If you thought that we weren't <laughs> going to talk about the fact that we went on holiday, like you were wrong. We're going to keep talking about it. But we were overseas. And we got in a taxi, and I think we regretted it the second we got in. Not because he was mean, not because he was rude, but because he was like, Guys, I'm a singer. And we were like, (laughs) Are you? And he's like, Yeah, I'm a really good singer. And he proceeded to serenade us for the next hour with an entire soundtrack that he'd made to play his passengers. So we got to listen to his classic hits. And I'm telling you right now, there is a reason why that man had not made it yet. But I feel like on Uber, if I'd had the ability to rate it and stop someone else from going through that experience, maybe that would have been a positive experience. Yeah. I like the rating system makes me feel very safe because I have actually cancelled an Uber once before because they had a rating that wasn't high enough and it was late at night and I was already feeling sketched out and I was just like, oh, I actually don't want to risk that. And I just, another one came along and I just, I like the rating system. It makes me feel quite comfy. Um, yeah. But it, d- it did make me nervous when I'm like, am I being a good passenger? Because five stars is very important to me as a human. <laughs> you literally tell everybody that you've got five stars. Like whenever we're out and we're like, oh, do you want to get an Uber? Like we'll go back to Victoria's house or whatever. Jess is like, well, I've got five stars. I'll book because <laughs> they'll accept me first. Like, okay, Jessica. Looping this back around to your goals, right? You said that you want to travel around the world and travel is like your main priority. Can you drive Ubers in other countries? Like if you were to move or you were to like go traveling for a while, like how does that work? I think it's I think it's not possible because you have to register yourself again. You know, you oh. need to have a different driver's license in a different country. That makes sense. And every country has a different, uh, you know, requirement, I believe. I wish it was possible. That would be really cool. I mean, you it don't need really it because cool. you have two small businesses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I wouldn't mind doing it if, it's a busy hour, you know. Oh my gosh. And make more cash. All right. Well, tell me though, you're pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. How far along are you? Tell us about that. I'm 35 weeks now. Oh my so gosh. Think... So soon. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank That's you. exciting. And it just went by so quick. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I've just got another four or five weeks to go for my final day, B day. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so exciting. How are you budgeting for baby? I have enough savings, which I've not touched at all for the baby. And it's going to be uh, untouched 
you know, till the baby grows up and everything. So, yeah. How cool. So are you going to still be able to drive Uber or like, is that something that you're like, once I have this baby, like that's not going to be possible or like, what's the plan for money making in the future, my friend? I think I'll definitely do it even after the baby. I obviously will take a break for about a month or two or whatever's required. I don't know. I'm a first time mom, so I don't know how this thing works. Yeah. But I think as, as soon as I'm healthy and I'm, I can go back to driving, I think I'll definitely do it. And it's not just the money aspect for me on Uber. I think it for me, it's like a really good stress buster because I love driving and it's like my own space. You know what I mean? So I'm away from home. I grab a nice coffee. I drive around, meet some nice people sometimes. Some, sometimes the customers are really nice and, you know, you have like really deep and nice conversations with them, which sometimes you really need in life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's like a stress buster and it's like my time. And on top of it, you make money as well, which is amazing. So... I I probably will still keep doing that on and off. What about your other businesses? When you're a small business owner, a lot of the time you're wearing all of the hats. Do you have any employees in your business currently or will your partner or do you have someone who will step in for you while you are out and, you know, learning the ropes as a new mom? Of course. The e-commerce I can still manage uh, Mm -hmm. because my stock is at my home. Like I've converted one of the rooms into my office and that's where I store all my stock as well. So e-commerce, I can still do it from home. So it's not an issue. Mm -hmm. But from a marketing business, I have a small team of uh, two people who I employ on a casual basis. So when I'm away for, you know, my baby and my maternity leave or whatever, I probably won't go on a maternity leave. I'll still be working, but we'll see. But I do have support who can help me with my marketing business. Oh, I love that. I just remembered, Jess, one of my favorite things about getting in Ubers is you always ask like, or I don't know, maybe it's just me, (laughs) but I always like ask the Uber driver, I'm like, what do you do when you're not driving Ubers? Mm. Because they always have such good stories. Like imagine getting in an Uber with today's money diarist and being like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, well, I have these two business. I'd be like, what are you doing? Like you're a wizard. Mm -hmm. And the amount of people I've gotten in an Uber with that have this, like they're like, oh yeah, I have a band. I do this or I do that. And you're just like, how cool are the people that you just get to meet when you jump in an Uber? Yeah, it's super interesting. All right, Money Darius, I'm so sorry, but I think that is all we have time for today. So, Jess, I think you need to wrap the boring but important stuff and let our Money Darius get back to work. Alrighty, don't forget, guys, that the advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or a financial decision. And we promise Victoria Divine and She's on the Money are authorised representatives of Infocus Securities Australia Proprietary Limited, ABM 47097 AFSL 236523. See you on Wednesday, guys. Bye.